Are you looking for the antidote to worry? Keep listening to today's podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Well, welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Today, we are kicking off a three-week series called First Things First. Our focal verse for this series is actually one of my favorite verses, and it's something we say pretty often in our house. But before we jump straight in, Janae, what do you have going on with coaching? Last week, I mentioned a new emphasis on women who lead, and I will have more on that as we go. But I also have something else new I am starting for 2024. I am offering a once a month free online session that will be at 1215 on the third Thursday of each month, where I will give coaching tips on one of the topics clients most come to me about. And this month, it's going to be all about successful follow through. So whether you struggle with following through with your goals or starting a new habit or just whatever you're needing to be consistent with in an area of your life, let me help you. So 12.15 is an interesting time choice. Yes. Well, so if you're on Eastern Standard Time, because it's 12.15 Eastern Standard Time, I was thinking that if you're at work, that would give you a little time, if your lunch was from 12 to 1, to get settled, and then you could be ready to go by 12.15. The session is going to last about 20 minutes. Um, I will give my tips at the beginning, and then there'll be a time for question and answers at the end. Also... If you can't join me at lunchtime live, you will get a link the next day and be able to watch it or listen to it at your leisure. I love that. And you mentioned already, but just so that everybody remembers, it is a free once a month event, correct? Yeah, so it is free. Um, And it's because I want to give back and bring value. All you have to do is subscribe to my Thrive newsletter and you will receive the link trying to keep it super simple. I love that. And I think that sounds like a really great use of time. Uh, So we also want to remind you about our upcoming Replenish event. So there's still time to buy a ticket for you or a loved one, but our phones have been buzzing pretty consistently that tickets are selling and it is limited seating. So you don't want to wait until the day or week of to get your ticket. Visit replenishwomen.com for more details. And that is also where you can purchase a ticket for $10. And I know many of you feel like you need replenishing right now, especially right after the holidays. But really, March 1st is not that far off. Well, let's get started with our first part of the First Things First series. I will be reading from the New International Version, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So this verse is part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which you can find in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. The Sermon on the Mount is what I feel like if you got Jesus and you had just a few minutes with him— and he needed to download the most important things about being a Christ follower, this would be his brain dump. I love that. (laughs) So we have the Beatitudes um, in the Sermon on the Mount. There's the parts about being salt and light, and there's a lot of information about how we are to relate to one another, and then there's information on how to pray. 
and even a few warnings that we need to be concerned about. But in the second half of chapter six, Jesus addresses the topic of money. But more importantly, it's really not about the money, but an antidote to worry. And Jesus knew that we were gonna have, that there would be worry and stress surrounding the lack of having money. And this might be hard to understand for some, depending on what side you're on, but there's also a burden that comes with being wealthy. Yeah, I love that we have a sympathetic high priest who has walked in our our shoes, basically in our sandals, if you will, because he understands the impact of daily life and the worry and anxiety that can come from thinking about the things that we think we need. And he addresses that. He's giving us that answer. So Matthew 6.33 is actually a staple in our house. Um, it's something that we try to say pretty often. But I think if we just read it at face value and keep moving, we might think that the verse is saying, seek God. And it's not that we're not to seek God, but there's there's a little bit more to that. There's a little more nuance because we are to seek God's kingdom. So what does that look like? I don't think this is accidental language. We have other verses that tell us to seek God's face, right? So it's not like, oh, he used the wrong word. No, we are learning about more than just seeking God's face, but seeking his kingdom. So what is God's kingdom? Well, you know, I heard an analogy the other day that talked about the differences between an empire mindset and a kingdom mindset. So now, whether your mind immediately goes to Star Wars. Absolutely. Or you might think about the different empires that have ruled throughout history. I think this analogy will be helpful in us understanding what we are called to seek. In Jesus' time, they were under the Roman Empire. And one of the things an empire mentality does is it separates people into groups and categories, which ultimately breeds division. And definitely a worldly way of thinking because separating and segmenting people becomes a tool used to force people to serve the empire. And there is a use of fear, which the empire rules with. Mm -hmm. You know, they depend on casting fear upon people. But God's kingdom is opposite. He is about bringing people together. He is about unity, and we see this played out in the relationship between God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God's kingdom has reconciliation at the core. His goal is to bring peace and to rule with love. Where fear is the ruling force of an empire, Mm -hmm. love is God's kingdom's ruling force. And we know that Christ is our perfect love, and perfect love casts out fear. And then, out of that place, we have the freedom to mm-hmm. gladly turn around and serve the king. This is the kingdom we are to seek. That's so beautiful. So, you just said a word there that's a big part of that first part of our verse, seek. Because we're talking about God's kingdom, but what does it look like to seek? Because yes, we got to know what our action steps exactly. are, Exactly. Right? So, looking at the Greek word, zuteo, 
It means what you might think it would on top. Seek in order to find, right? If I am missing my keys, again, I am seeking them all over the house. <laughs> but it's also seek in, order, seek in order to find out by thinking, by meditating, by reasoning, inquiring into, going after, striving after. So this seeking is not just an external quick thing. This also has very deep internal thought process kind of in intentions. Right. So he's implications. Ca- That's right. the word I was looking okay. for. I love that because seeking is an intentional thing that we're doing. I think it would have been really easier to be honest with you if Jesus had called us to seek God first and his righteousness and didn't throw in that kingdom part. But because he did, he's saying, hey, you know, people are important. He loves us. And he wants us to love each other. So there's that unity there. So it's not just about us seeking the king, but it is us seeking the kingdom purposes. Yes, and I think Jesus gives us a glimpse of what he's talking about just a little earlier in the message when he's teaching us how to pray. In Matthew 6, 10, it says, and this is talking about God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when when we think about how things are in heaven, the way they operate there, those can be applied here. We can literally bring heaven down. Our goal should be to function in a way that reflects heaven, not earth. So that's in how we're interacting with people. That could even be friends or foes. It's how we're spending our money. It's how we're doing anything. It is all tied together. I love that. And who doesn't want part of heaven to come on earth? And basically, Jesus is teaching us that it it can happen. We can experience some heaven-like things while walking on earth before everything is 100%, 100% made pure in the end. So Matthew records in chapter 13 several parables Jesus devoted to describing what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And here's one of those parables from verses 44 through 46, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So pearls in the first century Palestine would have been seen as one of the most valuable type of possessions you could have had, much like what, how we might view diamonds today. If the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl, then we need to see God's kingdom as the most valuable asset we could have. And in both examples of the pearl, the people are willing to give up everything to have their treasure. And so for us, we need to be willing to give our very life, to give our money, our time, our gifts, and our talents. If we are seeking with all that we have for God first, God's kingdom— then we're gonna be willing to surrender our entire self gladly, like we see play out in this parable. In these examples, we also see an excitement and a passion with their willingness to give up everything. And so I think that's a different concept to also kind of play into when we think about seeking God's kingdom first 
there where how is our motivation our attitude and there should be a joy with that because we know the value of it i love that so part of our seeking is a willingness to seek to put that first it's an attitude that is willing to give all for right. the sake of god's kingdom so what would earth look like if we brought heaven down here well i can see think about the church interacting in a way with other people around them how different, how much that would impact our entire world. The way we spent time, the things we consumed. If heaven was here, we would be so wrapped up in worshiping God alongside the people of every nation. It's so beautiful, just the image when I close my eyes and think about yes. it. So how do we do that? I think it starts by taking our eyes off of ourselves and putting them on God because even the function of worry can be a self-focused thing if we're not careful. Right. And one of the ways that we can uh, put our focus on God and be in tune to what the king is interested in is by cultivating an ongoing conversation with Christ. Mm. You know, Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount, he taught us how to pray. And towards the end of the sermon, he encourages us to ask and then keep on asking and to knock and keep on knocking. But then Jesus encourages us and tells us that there's a receiving part as well mm. with our prayers. We need to be attuned to him and his voice, which is what will help us make heaven realities our reality here on earth. So listener, if you haven't had a chance, we do want to encourage you to go back and listen to a series we called Hearing God. Uh, which are episodes 33 through 36, and then we ended up adding one more, um, episode 37, which I think would really help you if you struggle with that, but that ongoing conversation so that we're attuned to that connected part of bringing heaven on earth. So not to be a Debbie Downer in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> but we said that this verse was kind of smack in the middle of a conversation around money. Yes. And so, I mean, not, I don't know who loves to bring that up, but it's probably somebody, somebody out there might be really happy that we are now to this part. <laughs> um, but seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness falls at, at this place about money and worry and what we have and what we don't have. And Jesus is making an obvious connection between worry and money because he says things like, don't build up treasure here on earth where it will be destroyed, but invest in heavenly treasure. There's lots of verses about how worry is just this futile experience that we have. So we, we have to ask ourselves, what am I worried about? How is it attached to maybe finances or or just provision? How can I make sure that we have all the things we're going to need? How does seeking God's kingdom make my worry around food and clothing and provision go away? Is my life wrapped up in seeking things that actually bring me comfort? Or am I seeking the things that bring me closer to God and seeking my comfort from Him? I think um, because we're learning that seeking is not just an outside thing, but it also has to do with where we put our mind, where we put our thoughts, what we're meditating on, what we're striving after. It's, it is all connected. Yeah, this really hits home for us. We are feeling the budget crunch in our household. You know, regrouping after the holidays is one thing, and maybe someone out there listening feels this pressure as well. But then when you compound on top of that, some other financial issues and stresses, maybe when... 
uh, unexpected things. You know, that temptation to worry is real. Um, but then again, I just, I come back to that conversation to refocus where we're inviting God and we're in that conversation about asking for what we need and we're knocking, we're talking about it, and then we're willing to receive and understand that the king of the kingdom who loves us has unlimited resources. And then when I offer my willingness to surrender my worry, mm-hmm. I can then have the space to trust that he has my best interest at heart. He sees me. He knows me. He's walking with me. He hasn't forgotten about me and that he is going to be my provider. Yes, I think we need a regular reminder for this anti-worry formula about seeking God's kingdom first. And so if anybody wants to borrow what we do at our house, you're welcome to. Every time we see a 633 on anything, but it's usually a clock, whoever sees it first, just shout 633. And then everybody says the verse together. I love that. And it's funny because if you if you say, okay, I'm gonna make this one of my practices, you will start to see 633s everywhere. But That's crazy. It really, it even when we moved and we were like, is this the right move? And the address of the, the business that my husband worked for was 633. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Lord, I hear you. This is confirmation right, for right. today. <laughs> so it's everywhere for us. But whatever you do to help keep this in front of you, I invite you to pray and think through how you can be more intentional as you seek God's kingdom. Now, we're so glad you joined us for this first episode of First Things First. This conversation doesn't quite feel complete because we're not done. So we do have more to share with you next week around Matthew 6.33. And just a reminder, if God's word gives hope has been meaningful to you, we ask that you follow us on the platform you listen to, rate us, and most importantly, share an episode with someone who is in a place of needing encouragement as well. So next week, we will cover the second part of our first things first formula. But for now, I would like to leave you with Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.